0: All right, so today, today I want to look at. As I was preparing for the message, and I was preparing for today, there was a word that kept coming to my dropping in my spirit, and and uh, that word is unity. And um, great example just here um, of what living in unity looks like, and I want to look at the importance of unity so that people will experience the love of Jesus. And today's message, um, I feel as though is. Kind of like we're in the sheds before a game and it's an encouragement as we go out. I love sport. I do. Amen to that. I don't love watching Liverpool at the moment as they're not playing very well, but that's okay. There are bigger things and better things in life. That's fine. But I love sport. And today I feel like this, This what I have for you is a bit of an encouragement where I Coming up to the vision of the church for 2023, and that's on the 12th of February. So I want to make sure that you have that in your minds. The 12th of Feb, we're going to look at the vision moving forward into 2023, which is going to be incredibly important. And, uh, and so as we, as we get ready for that, as we prepare for that, I want to encourage you um, about living united uh, with God and with each other. The dictionary defines unity as the state of being united or joined as a whole. It doesn't say to be partially joined. It says to be joined as a whole. Unity requires an all-in mindset. It requires a wholeness from us that we're not just partially in, we're not just a little bit, but we are all in. We are are united. We are all in. And so as we approach today, I want us to have an all-in attitude towards unity with each other and unity with God. I want to start by reading a story that I think really gives us an example of the power of unity and the importance of it, and it's in Genesis 11, and it's the story of the Tower of Babel. It says this, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come on, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. The Lord said, I wanted to read this story because I think it's a perfect example of how important unity is. We see here a people who are united in language and in speech, and we see what they were able to do when they were united, when they had that unity, when they were speaking the same language, when they they could understand each other and they were working together, what they were able to do. Now, obviously, we read that what they were united in, wasn't to bring glory to God, it was to bring glory to themselves. So we see what the Lord did as a result of that, as a consequence to that. But then we see what happens when the people become ununified, when they can't understand each other. They go from being united to not united, and they go from building this incredible thing that is trying to get them closer to God and then all of a sudden, they, they can't understand each other. They're not on the same page, and the work stops. That is an example of when we are united, we can work together. When we aren't, the work stops. There is an incredible prayer that Jesus prayed in John seventeen twenty that I want to have a look at as it highlights just how Jesus wants us to be. Jesus here is praying one of his final prayers before he goes to the cross. And listen to what he prays in John 17, 20, 21. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I just want to stop for a second because I was challenged as I was reading this last night. Here we see Jesus not just praying for the people who believed in him, not just praying for his disciples, but he was praying for the people who will believe in him too. And I was challenged in this moment, and I want to encourage you and challenge you, that if Jesus was praying for those who are yet to believe, we need to be praying for those who are yet to believe. And I know that, obviously, that's obvious. But as I stand up here, I'll be honest with you, church, sometimes... In my life, I forget to do that. And or there are people who I believe in my life who I just think they are so far from it that I just can't see how they're going to come to God. And, and it almost discourages me in my prayer for their salvation. But I was challenged last night. Jesus prayed for those who will believe I need to pray for those who will believe and have the attitude of that they will believe. We keep lifting them up in prayer. We keep praying for them. It doesn't matter how far away they they seem. It doesn't matter how through the conversations that you've had that just seems like it is impossible that they're ever going to come to God. We need to be praying for those who will believe. We need to have the confidence. We need to pray with godly confidence for those who will believe. That person in your life who is so far from God that you think, I just, will my prayer even matter? Because I've felt that. And and I know that seems silly. I know that sounds silly that someone who is up here is saying to you that I've found myself not wanting to pray for someone because I just feel they're too far away, but I just want to be honest and we're human. But I'm encouraged and challenged again that we can't have that mindset. Jesus continued to pray for those who will believe, who not yet believe. We need to be people who are praying for those people. We need to continue to pray for those people daily. As, as much as, as, as a challenge as it is, it's not about what we think we can do. It's about what God will do. And so we need to have that attitude when praying for those who will believe and, and those people in our lives. Anyway, back to it. That's just a little ch- side note to what I'm, I was saying this morning. But I'm praying not only for those these disciples, but also for whoever will believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me, that they may experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began." Here we see a prayer that Jesus is praying just before he goes to the cross and we see that perfect unity is what he's after, is his desiring for us. Unity is not something we strive to, for because it's a nice thing to be unified with people around you or it's a nice feeling when we feel like we're all working together when we're all a team and we're all on the same page. Of course those things are great and those things are a, a result And an outcome of being unified. But we seek unity because that's how the Lord wants us to live. That's how he's designed us to live. This prayer that we read is about being unified. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love me as, uh, you love them as much as you love me. To have perfect unity with each other, we first need to be in unity with God. Both are completely necessary to making sure that as the body of Christ, we are unified in bringing glory to him, not just glory to us. Above in the story of the Tower of Babel, we read that the people were in unity with each other, building this tower for their glory. You see, we can be in unity together, doing great things, building great things, but if the common goal is to bring glory to ourselves, we are not in complete unity with God. And so obviously God would see that and he would respond in the way that he responded to the guys in the Tower of Babel, to, the, to those people. Imagine, I, I sat there last night thinking about this, imagine what, what they could have done if as a people, their goal wasn't for their glory and for themselves to, be, to look good, but their goal was to glorify God. Imagine what that... Moment in history would have looked like we, you know, it, it's incredible to think that if their goal was to bring glory to God, apart from themselves, what could have happened? Romans fifteen five seven says this, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other so that, Christ, that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Church, our unity is to glorify God. That is the number one goal. That is why we are united. That is why we live in unity with each other. It's not to bring glory to ourselves. It's not to build this church to a level that people see it and think that's amazing, those people are amazing. It's to bring this church to a level where people see us and go, God is amazing. That's how we want to live. That's how we want the church to be. That's the unity that I'm talking about today. We can be on the same page, all working together, working towards the same thing, and that thing needs to be the glory of God. Wouldn't that be incredible to be a part of a church like that? Where when people look at it, the first thing they say, they say is, How good is God? Not how good are we? Secondly, unity is key in presenting the message of Jesus to the world. Listen to what it says here, because I, I believe this is this is major, this is big. It says Jesus, says I pray for those who will believe in me through their message. Notice here how it doesn't say believe in me through my message; it says their message. Jesus is saying here, you know what, you have a role to play here. He knows he's going back to the Father and that we are going to be on the ground and we're going to be his mouthpiece to this world. People are going to hear about him through us, our message, our words. Other translations say, people will believe in me through your words. And I don't know about you, but I feel that weight. When I read that, that our words hold weight. Our words are important. Our message is important. The message that we are sharing is going to be what attracts people to Jesus. And it is so important that as followers of Jesus and as a church, we are united in this message that we are speaking the same language to the world, that we are speaking as one to the world when we are trying to relay the message of Jesus. Because if we're not united in our message of Jesus to the world and who Jesus really is, then all we are doing is making noise and adding to the confusion for those who don't know God yet. If we look back at the story of the Tower of Babel, as soon as they started speaking different languages, the work stopped. They couldn't understand. They were confused. And if we as Christians are speaking a different language to the world, we will lead to confusion. If our message, of, if the message of Jesus and what we are preaching to people, what we are speaking to people, what we are showing people... If we are not united in that, if we are speaking different things here, there and everywhere, people will, it will lead to confusion. I was looking through, I was scrolling through YouTube the other day and um, and I was coming across these videos and and to be honest, I was really discouraged. It's not like that these days, go on the internet and be discouraged, but that's all right. (laughs) It's rare (laughs) and that's... But I was looking at these videos and, and I was really discouraged because all these videos were just people who were like, obviously being really negative, but they were like, don't listen to this person because he's wrong. Don't listen to Bethel because they're wrong. Don't listen to Hillsong because, don't listen to worship the Hillsong because they're wrong. And, and it was all these messages that all were different. And it was like, well, and as a believer and as someone who's, who's believed in Jesus and lived with Jesus for so long, I found myself at the end of scrolling through that and looking at all this stuff going, well, what, what do you believe? What do we believe? Because this person is spreading this message and this person is spreading this message and this person saying, don't listen to them because of this and all this kind of stuff. And we're in this back and forth as Christians between each other going, well, don't listen to them because I'm right. And it just felt like there was no unity between it. There's people with whole YouTube channels that have millions of viewers talking about how wrong these other people are and how right these people are and everything like that. And it's like, I just I, I, we're all speaking a different language. And for someone who doesn't know Jesus, if they come across that... I believe they will be left confused. Because this Christian speaking this language, and this Christian speaking this language, and this Christian saying this, and it's like we're all just making, we're all just saying this stuff, and it's leading to confusion. And it just is that we need to be united on the message, we need to be united in our words. We need to know what we are saying. And in Romans, going back to Romans 15, it says this when it says, So that with one mind and one voice, you may may glorify God of the Father Jesus. With one mind and one voice. Not thousands of different voices, one voice. United, we will glorify God. Now, as I was preparing this, I'm like, so how do we know what the right voice is? How do we know what the right message is? John 10:25, Jesus answered, I, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Before we speak, we need to listen. Are we listening to the shepherd's voice? Because the shepherd's voice is the message that we need to be relaying. The shepherd's voice is who we need to be listening to before we speak. If we are all listening to the shepherd's voice, we will be one voice to this world. We will be united in our message. We will be united in presenting Jesus to the world and, and, being, and people being attracted to Jesus because that message is undeniable. That message will bring glory to God. And if we are listening and we are all connected and we are all in unity with God, then we will all be speaking the same language to the world. And that is incredibly important. We've been given the Holy Spirit. We need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. It's the cutest noise ever. (laughs) Honestly. I've changed. (laughs) It's amazing. But we need to be listening, church. And we'll be in unity with God. We'll be in unity with each other. And we will glorify God and, and people will be attracted to Jesus. People will be attracted to what it is. What we saw out the front before, when we are in unity, when we are doing life together, I was standing I'm like, this is attractive to people. Because where else do you get that? Where people care so much. I'm not saying people out there don't care. But there's something about that moment that would be attractive to the world. People will be attracted to Jesus. We need to be unified in our words. We need to be unified in our language. We need to be unified in our message. Thirdly, last point unity requires work. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Maintaining unity in the body of Christ is going to be a daily decision from us. Love it how it says here in Romans, may the Lord give you the attitude of mind, of endurance and encouragement toward each other. Remembering that this is the same mindset that Christ had towards us. I think, church, when we realise that the Lord continues to endure with us through everything that we do and are going to do and have done, we there, we... Therefore, should be able to show endurance towards others, and being in unity with other people. See, this is the mindset that Christ has for us. That He's saying that we may have the same mindset that we will show endurance and encouragement. We need to endure through unity. We need to work through unity. We need to work to unity. We need to show encouragement to each other. Is telling us that sometimes it's, it's going to take work. Endurance running is tough. It's not easy, but we need to keep pushing. I think one of the main reasons that maintaining unity is sometimes hard for us is that unity requires us to drop our pride sometimes. Sometimes it requires us to drop our pride. When I look back at those YouTube videos and I listen to a few, these people just had this sense of, I am right. And it, was, and it just felt prideful. And pride is going to stop us from being united. We need to realise that we are human and sometimes we are not going to be right. But if we stand on that and we're prideful and we go, I'm not dropping it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is right. And we are not willing to let that go, then we are going to struggle to live in unity. We are going to struggle to be united. The band, if you want to come back up. we will just spend some time in worship in a moment. But I want to encourage you with that today, church. As we get ready to hear the vision, as we get ready to go into 2023, I want us to be a church united. I want us to be followers of Jesus that are united in our message, in our words, united in what, where we are heading and what we are doing. And I believe that the leadership of this church is listening to that voice. They are listening to the shepherd. And we need to be continue personally to listen to the shepherd too but I believe that this church, that God has great plans for this place, for us as believers, for us as a church community, to do great things in our community. And my prayer today is is that we will be united, church. That we will see God glorified through our unity. That we won't do anything for our own glory. That we will only work towards and work together to bring glory to God and attract people to Jesus. And so that when people look at North Lakes Church, they don't think, oh, how good is the band or how good is that person or how good are they? But they will say, how good is Jesus? My prayer church this year is that we will see people come to salvation, that we will see new people in Newcastle coming to know and experience the love of Jesus. And we have a role to play in that. We have a role to play in that, church. If we want to see people coming through those doors, if we want to see people coming into relationship with Jesus, yes, I 100% believe that Jesus will and can reveal himself to someone in their bedroom when they've never heard about Jesus or never been invited to church I believe that with my whole heart there is no doubt about that in my mind but we have a role to play Jesus we are his hands and feet in this world and we have a role to play in bringing people in to be in unity with God it's not just sit back and live our life and do what pleases us and do whatever, whatever we want. No, we need to be actively in unity with Jesus, in unity with others, and people will be attracted to that and we will see people experience Jesus. Lord God, right now in this moment, we just look to You, Lord. We say thank You for who You are. We say thank You for what You've done. Lord Jesus, in our whole heart, our desire is that people will experience your love. People will experience your peace and your joy, Lord God, the hope that comes from you. Lord Jesus, and and this year, we just ask God that, and we just believe that we will see people come to know you, Lord God. We pray for those who are yet to believe. We lift them up to you right now from the people who we think will never believe all the way through to those who are right on the edge and we can see them, that they've, they've known You, they've met You, Jesus, but they haven't, made that, they haven't crossed that line yet, Lord God. We, we pray for every person, Lord God, who is yet to believe, that they will come to know You, Jesus. And Lord God, we ask that as followers of Jesus, that we will be united together in delivering Your message to this world. That when we speak to people, they will not be confused. When we speak to people, there will be a clarity in our words because we have listened listened to the shepherd and we know what to say. Lord Jesus, I just pray for that clarity right now. That word clarity, Jesus, I speak that over every person in this room, over our words, Jesus, over our message, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and that we may be and live in complete unity with you and complete unity with each other. We love Jesus. Amen.